everybody, and we are excited to be in the second in our series diving into the 2020 Finance and Operations Report, and we are so glad to have GGA Partners Derek Johnston and RSM's Phil Newman with us back today. And today we're going to dive into capital, which Phil shared on our first podcast. He has a, a really good love for capital, so I'm going to throw the first question to him. So talking about the capital portion of the report, what jumps out to you in this section? What what should clubs be taking note of? Thanks, Melissa. Um, great to be talking to you guys again. Um, yeah, capital. Capital is my first love, right? That just have, let's put it out there. Um, and all the, the people that know me that are listening to this are rolling their eyes. But, um, you know, before you start getting into the details on capital, my first question, and I hate to say this, but, you know, do you know where to look in your financial statements to figure out how to calculate some of the, the capital ratios. Because unfortunately, I'm gonna tell you that the vast majority of clubs, that monthly financial reporting, that most important page, your balance sheet or whatever version of that you call it, is still far too often buried at the back of the reporting pack. We have an overall income statement and in all the departments and whoa, look at the back, here's the balance sheet. Now take a look at your audited financial statements. What's the first page? It's the balance sheet. You know, the accountants realize, and they have for hundreds of years, this is the most important financial statement because it tells you all the mistakes and the good things that have happened in the past. Here's where you are today. Here's where we go. And, you know, we know where, we're hard to, where we are today. That's how we go forward. Um, so that's why the capital piece is so important um, to, to us and, and, and to how we view this. And, um, and certainly, I have to say that if you look at, the data that's been out there sort of pre the 2008-2009 recession, and Derek, I think I'll comment on this, very little in the capital world. But when the world ended in 2008, we suddenly realized the importance of strong balance sheets. Uh, and we've seen a lot more focused on that, thankfully, you know, since then. And, and I think COVID again will, will will drive that again forward because the clubs that have been able to absorb this the best, notwithstanding, you know, possible government help and things like that are those that had strong balance sheets. Um, so it's certainly, that's what makes it, makes it important. You know, things that jumped out, uh, uh, jumped out to me. I loved, I loved seeing the, the liquidity and the solvency ratios that, that you guys uh, put in there. And again, you can see it on the summary by, by size of club. Um, I liked the, uh, the fact that you used the traditional measure of debt to equity being total liabilities. Um, I've seen some commentators only use bank debt in that, and um, that totally misses out those clubs that dip into next year's dues and have massive uh, deferred revenue amounts sitting on their balance sheet, so they're effectively borrowing from next year, um, as opposed to dipping into a line of credit. So if you don't use the measure that CMAA used in this report, you're not getting to the you're not getting uh, to, to the right answer. So that was uh, that was good from from my perspective. Um, just debt levels um, overall, um, uh, and and I guess a quick point here is the point I think to say it is you know that debt metric is going to move significantly over the next two to three years because of the change coming up in the accounting standard for leases. So all that stuff that's currently off the balance sheet at many clubs is going to come on um, in the 2022-2023, depending on your year end. Um, so so important to know that and understand that. And, and the data is in here on the amount of clubs that are doing leasing and that sort of stuff uh, as well. Um, net asset change, that puts it all together, right? The very bottom line of your balance sheet, 
I think I saw in the report that when I mean, you look at all clubs, there's about 6.8% increase, which is excellent, I think, you know, and uh, and you want to keep that number moving forward. And that's any business. Um, if, if net assets is decreasing, your business is shrinking. It's that simple. Um, and so, you know, trying to get modest increases in that every year uh, is important. And, and I, I think the last thing, Melissa, I'd say that jumped out to me, which is one of those, you know, Derek and I will always talk about none of this data stands and stands in isolation, you know, so, so I'll tell you the, the, the thing that stuck out to me that I found hmm, made me think was you have a great statistic on capital reserve studies and 26% of the clubs said they hadn't done one at all, but yet you had lots and lots of clubs answering in great detail to your capital spending priorities over the next three years. How you can do that without knowing what the reserve study is telling you, you have to spend to maintain what you've got. That's crystal ball stuff. Uh, I don't know how else to describe it. So, you know, that that's almost a non, you know, Derek's a lot smarter than me. He talks about non-financial metrics. Um, I, I just have to focus on financial <laughs> metrics. But that that was an example of, my God, Derek's actually right. That's a non-financial metric that is incredibly insightful. So, um uh, I'm going to I'm going to stop right there, Melissa, because I'm too excited about the capital side of uh, <laughs> of the equation. So, well, Derek, now you give to give your rebuttal to that. All right. Well, no, <laughs> thanks, thanks, Phil. Thanks, Melissa. Nice to be back with everybody. Um, and uh, Phil, I mean, I'm so glad you went first on the capital side of things. I had almost forgotten that you're an accountant by trade. <laughs> and you reaffirmed it. Most of my clients have forgotten that, Derek. <laughs> No, it's fantastic. I mean, you 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 hit on you hit on on everything that I think is important. I mean, I was I was quite encouraged, right? And it's going to be really interesting to see how this changes going forward. But when you see all of those capital related metrics, um, you know, across the club type, across operating revenue um, buckets or brackets, um, it, it they're all pretty encouraging. Um, I, I honestly wasn't expecting to see um, such positivity. Um, and I think it's to your point, the nice part about what's presented in the FNO report are the definitions because it, oftentimes it's it's lost a little bit. Um, and you know an area where I think it's always helpful for you know a, a GM, a COO, um, certainly the controller and the CFO to have a, a great handle on definition um, and to be able to speak the languages in the capital arena. Um, so I know this certainly helps um, define things. Um, and you know, to your point on the capital reserve side of life, um, I, I would you know, in the capital realm, that is one of the most critical pieces of information that any club can have or should have. Um, a run out of what your sustaining capital requirements look like. What do you need to spend just to repair and replace all of your existing assets? And ultimately, when you pull it back, the nice part is you can average. Everybody knows that you know if you're going to if you the useful life on your um, HVAC runs out here, you may be able to get an extra. I look at it, you know, when I'm looking at my my house, you know, I hit the useful life on my furnace three years ago. <laughs> it's it's still it's still kicking. I, I I haven't replaced it yet. I haven't spent the money, but I know I'm gonna have to. Um, and so you know things are gonna move around. So what that number looks like in any given year, you know, maybe that's a little less relevant. But in terms of average spend over the next 10, 15, 20, 25 years, even 30 years, that's important to know because ultimately that becomes a required funding amount. And 
if you get that number, you can certainly start to take a look at how you're performing each year on your actual capital spending against that average. Um, you know, when, when we get into transaction advisory work, you know, one of the, the key questions is always, okay, so how much deferred capital is there here? What, what, is, what, is this, what does this club look like? How, in, what, in how bad a shape is it? Um, and if you have a capital reserve study done, which is a key element um, in doing due diligence, um, you, know, you can start to actually quantify what the deferred capital might look like based on that reserve study and that you know, average annual spend. So I think it's, it's a really important thing. And I, that was the most surprising to me for sure. And, and you pointed it out, which was the, the percentage of clubs that don't have a capital reserve study yet. Yeah, something else, you know, Derek, just tying in with that, that I, and again, again, this is all about trying to, you know, intersect these data points, right? And uh, hand in hand with that, your comment about, you know, the, the number of clubs that don't have this. And then you look at the number of clubs, there's there's some good disclosures in here about um, the number of clubs, I think it was like 67% had a capital fund. Um, and, and then it, the, the report discloses how many, um, you know, the dollar size of those funds. You know, you can't, you know, that that's something you can't look at on, on its own. Because to your point, you know, Club A could have $10 million in the capital reserve fund. And as you said, you walk the club and the place is falling down. You know, Club B has a couple of hundred grand in the reserve fund, but they've just redone the clubhouse. Which club's in a better position? You know, so it's understanding those two things to, and which club do you want to join, right? Ultimately, back to comments you've made previously on, on, on membership. You know, that's that's something that I would always um, uh, caution, uh, you know, uh, users of financial data like that uh, on the capital side. As much as I, I love talking about capital, you do have to, to make sure you understand what that could represent. Um, it's not always necessarily a good thing. So um, just put it in context. Melissa, I just wanted to make that point. Yeah, no, I, and Phil, I think that's a great point. I mean, one of the things that I love about data analytics and metrics is that it can actually help provide some context for you, right? And we often get asked, okay, so, and Phil, I'm curious to get your thoughts on it too, is okay, well, how much, how much of a reserve should we have? <laughs> right? It's it's a yeah. question that we were, you're always asked, and it's like, well, <laughs> you know, one of my standard answers is it depends on what your capital reserve study says, right? Um, yeah, hundred percent. It's it's actually I'm glad that that it's in the that the dollar levels are in here because I think it's interesting. Um, but it's yeah, it's a question I would uh, I don't want to say avoid. But I maybe well refuse to answer. Is that avoiding? Um, for the very reasons that we've just talked about, right? You have to understand the last time you did a major addition, what's the current status of the club, and things like that. And the other thing you have to understand gets into the politics of the membership. You know, uh, we got plenty of clubs that that the um, and it's interesting because this year I know one of the categories is is CIRA, C I R A. So, you know, for for those that are listening. Um, that don't know what that is, that's, you run into that in, in the Sun Belt, Florida, Arizona, Southern California. Those are the homeowner association kind of clubs. Um, so the membership tends to be older. And at a lot of those clubs, because I, I deal with a lot of them, you know, that concept of a capital reserve and some clubs, they'll have it, but maybe not to the tune you might expect. 
because those memberships, those members will tell you, you know what, I'm happy to, to pay for it, for the roof, let's pick on the roof, when it needs to be done. So you know what, tax me then, don't tax me now and, and you know, build my money up. You know, and that's just, uh, you know, a thought and that's the, the, the counterpoint to, to sort of building those reserve studies. So again, you know, if I was a GM, COO, don't be running in waving the doc, any document saying, this is the size of our what our reserve should be. If you've got a board that that knows its constituents are gonna say they're gonna happily, maybe not happily, but they'll put their hand in their pocket when the day absolutely comes to replace that key key asset. But until that day comes, don't don't ask me for it. So just a thought. Yeah, great. I, like great that. I was gonna say, go ahead, Derek. Oh, no, I was just probably saying the same thing was you say that's a great point on culture, Phil, and then how that ultimately drives approach. Yeah, definitely that alignment of, of the club philosophy that you talked about, about that earlier, who your club wants to be and, and, and making that alignment. So um, what other guidance would you share with our listeners about how to best put this data to use? Did we, well, did we miss anything? I don't think so. You know, I, I, um, and I don't know, this might be controversial, you know, when you get into budgeting and things like that, I think other items in the report might be um, more relevant for budgeting. You know, I have had um, some club COOs and CFOs come to me because they've been challenged by board members or finance committee members to project the balance sheet. Honestly, don't think that's as necessarily important um, in a club setting and, and, there's probably pros and cons to that, but um, um, but but if, if if you do have to project it, I guess you would look at you know look at some of this capital data and look at saying, well, you know, we need to be in a certain place. The the other thing with capital, it sort of gets into operations, and and it's not something that you would capture in this report, but this report would point you in the same general direction when you're looking at things like debt to equity, um, cash to, to operating revenue, things like that. Are your debt covenants if you have debt um and too many times we see clubs not measuring their debt covenants or their compliance with them until they get to the end of the year and the auditors come storming in the door uh, you know you should be looking at it if not monthly at least quarterly um and especially now that we're sitting here in in the covid world um you know we all know the pressures on banks and all that sort of stuff um Make sure you know you use capital in that way um, to you know look look at your debt covenants. Make sure you know how to calculate them, and make sure you're 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 complying with them. And if you're not, you need to be talking to your banker. Yeah, Phil, great advice again, yeah, for sure. I mean, and from my perspective, I think we mentioned it on the initial introductory podcast, but I think these these are are really helpful metrics in the capital realm, um, just from an education perspective. Um, and to your point, to make sure everybody's watching what matters and what, what's important. And I think we both completely agree that the capital ratios and metrics are, are, are critical and ultimately really important to the ongoing health and sustainability of the club. So um, something to be certainly mindful of tracking um, and make sure everybody understands um, and understands, you know, the, also the limitations on it, which I think we touched on already, too. Great. Well, I think I think we've had it, hit everything on this topic. So thank you so much, gentlemen, for joining us again for this uh, second podcast. And we look forward to uh, talking operations in the next podcast.
So exciting, Melissa. <laughs> Thanks, Melissa. <laughs> Thanks, Take care.